How about that cigar? How about that cigar? Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Drew Estate Cigar Studios. We are on the road today for episode 158 of How About That Cigar Live. Thank you so much for joining us live on Facebook, live on YouTube, and for those of you listening after the fact on the audio podcast. Guys, thank you so much for listening to How About That Cigar when you drive down the road, workout or garden, whatever it is you do when you listen to your favorite audio podcast. Thanks so much for making How About That Cigar a part of it. And again, we are here in the Drew Estate Cigar Studios, and let's talk about the beautiful freestyle live event packs that are still available at select Drew Estate retailers during the May 12th Freestyle Live Special Edition broadcast. They will introduce their newest premium cigar, and the company will give consumers a chance to preview the brand before the global unveiling of the release of an all-new freestyle live event pack. Drew Estate has prepared a total of 10,000 of these freestyle live event packs with an MSRP of $39.99. Every freestyle live event pack will include three of the new premium unbanded cigars, a freestyle live three cigar case, a freestyle live cutter with cigar rest, and a freestyle live wallet. Additionally, each Freestyle Live event pack will include a Freestyle Live badge with a QR code, which can be used to enter a sweepstakes for a chance to win amazing prizes. The grand prize is a 2022 Jeep Wrangler Sport valued at $33,000. Second place prize is a Drew Estate Barrel Bar valued at $2,000. Or sweepstakes entrants may win one of 25 third place prizes, a travel humidor adorned with custom artwork by Subculture Studios valued at $100 each. To learn the mystery cigar's identity and experience other surprises, Drew Estate is set to debut. Be sure to tune in and join the fun on May 12th, starting at 7 p.m. Eastern Time for the next Freestyle Live Special Edition broadcast, which is available only through Drew Estate's Freestyle Live YouTube channel and Drew Estate's Facebook Live page. So, as you guys can see, we are here on the road today for episode 158. We have some special guests. What is what is Garrett showing right there? So during the commercial, Rob handed me his wallet. Oh, very nice. Look at that. So Rob's got the Freestyle Live wallet rocking. Camera's a little far away today. That's, yeah. that's so, an epic giveaway that Drew Estate's doing. I love those kind of wallets. Too. Have you guys seen... Have, do you know anything about what they did with the last one that they did? Because they gave away... It was a, a Bitcoin. They gave away a Bitcoin. They gave away an electric Ford Lightning. Yeah. Or Chevy or whatever yeah. truck. But do you know what happened with the cigars? Because I'm interested in this in being a mystery cigar. What profile is it going to end up in? So the one for, the one for right now is they're going to announce it in a couple days, in a few yep. days on the 12th. Yeah. And I've smoked two of them so far out of the, out of the Freestyle so Life Pack. So have we. So have we. And... I can't put my finger on what it is, but I'm leaning that it's some kind of a hybrid between a couple of the different Herrera Esteli blends. Ah. That's that's what I think that's it is. That's what I was saying. I was like, this has got to be in the Herrera Esteli line. I think, not, I think it is. Is it it's moist? It's not super sweet. Are they it's, moist? <laughs> well, no, they weren't. We we did a little water activity on them. They were they a little were, dry. They were they a little, little dry. dry. Yeah. <laughs> okay. But, um, but so, that third one's going to be perfect right? for the 12th. So really, yep. really quick, let's check in on a couple, you know, local things. So the Minnesota Wilds, they lost last night, but the series is tied two and two with St. Louis. I think overall they've been playing pretty well. Damn good. So yep. we just have to bring things home. I, yep. I did hear an interesting stat that they said in the playoffs, teams that go up two to one 
have a 67% chance of winning that series. So you're saying there's so a you're chance? Saying so you're telling me there's a chance? I read you. Yeah! I read you. Um, and uh, the Twins have improved so, so much since their first their first 12 games, 14 games, were they were really rough, but they've, they have improved so, so much. Yep. I think they had, uh, what are we, eight wins in a row yep. by one run or... Uh, well, I almost said one run or less. That's that's that would be a wow. tie. Yeah. <laughs> also, we'll say eight wins in a row of one run. So, yeah. uh, but that was you know uh, they, they're they're definitely improving. So um, the third season's still very early. Yep. It's first yep. week of May. We'll see how things go. Uh, but as you guys can see, we have some special guests who we have not even introduced yet, and we will introduce them in just a moment after we hear from our friends at Corona Cigar Company. Corona Cigar Company and CoronaCigar.com, the Internet's largest and easiest to use virtual cigar store. Corona Cigar Company offers you the finest handmade cigars, humidors, and cigar accessories at the absolute lowest possible price. You'll also find unique and limited cigars containing Florida sun-grown tobacco. As a proud American, president and founder of Corona Cigar Company, Jeff Borshowitz believed it was possible to bring cigar tobacco farming back to Florida. At Corona Cigar Company and CoronaCigar.com, you'll find the best selection anywhere in the world of cigars containing this special Florida sun-grown tobacco. If you live in Florida or are just visiting, be sure to visit any of the great Corona Cigar locations in downtown Orlando, Sand Lake, Lake Mary, and also the Davidoff of Geneva Lounge in Tampa. For more info on all of that, please visit CoronaCigar.com and FloridaSungrown.com. So, ladies and gentlemen, if you would please, without further ado, put your hands together and welcome to episode 158 from Boveda, Mr. Nate Beck and Rob Gagne. Welcome back to the, well, for Rob, welcome back to the yeah, show. And yeah. for Nate, welcome to the show. Glad to be here. So talk to us, Nate, a little bit about, um, since we've had Rob on the show, for the first one, thing we want to let everybody know is, because we got this really very cool, comfortable setting that we're in right now. So yep. tell everybody about the place that we're at. This is one of the coolest places in Minneapolis. This is the basement cigar lounge of Club Caraway. Club Caraway is a cool, extremely cool mix of bespoke uh, atelier clothing. So custom suits. Uh, and I'm wearing. Grooming. Yes, Garrett's actually wearing one of Club Caraway's oh, wow. suits. Derek uh, uh, proudly made that suit. I own one of Derek's suits. Uh, he also has uh, grooming services, so they have two barber chairs. So you can get a grooming membership. You can get a membership to the lounge. And it is in a historic mansion called the Semple Mansion in Minneapolis. The Semple Mansion was built in 1893, 1899-1899. Uh, and we are sitting in the basement of the carriage house, which used to be mechanical coal room. And this has now been turned into a private cigar lounge and it's just the coolest vibe uh the name club caraway comes from nick caraway in the great gatsby so it's got a very 20s vibe to it mm -hmm. uh we're sitting in these cool vintage inspired uh howard hughes type chairs mm -hmm. uh it's just the coolest spot so if you are anywhere near minneapolis and you want to come hang out at one of the coolest spots look up club caraway and uh, come hang out with us right? the entrance is like everything that a little kid wants in their secret little right? room yeah, you open up like it's not a bookshelf, but it's kind of like a bookshelf. It is a bookshelf. Yeah, well, it is book. Yeah, you open up this bookshelf that you wouldn't know is a door, 
you go down these these stairs bro you're giving secrets away man yeah oh you know it's, it's cool <laughs> it is almost I like mean, a, it's a speakeasy it, it, yeah yeah it's i the, heard that's what it's like the, the but the <laughs> you're, you were totally right the vibe and the look and it's just super comfortable and inviting in yeah. here yeah and nate um, broke one of the antique sconces <laughs> i didn't break it but i did short out the electrical circuit oh i thought you broke it <laughs> no i thought it dropped i have moments where i get over the top curious and i was like these yeah. sconces are so cool so i took one of the sconces off and then it didn't slide in perfectly yeah. the ones you can you can't quite see them up behind us and as we were trying to put the sconce cover back on we had to take the light bulb out because we thought well what if we take the sconce off and it'll slide and it did it slid back in but when i was trying to put the little nut um yeah on top yeah, back on the little screw it fell down into the light bulb receptacle and we heard a boop, and all the sconces went out so i owed derek a few cigars to uh pay for the uh broken light switch this is why we can't have nice things yeah don't invite nate over don't invite nate over don't so invite. nate you are the director of sparkles and rainbow for boveda correct oh yeah um tell us tell us what you do what do you do for boveda so i am the sales rep for the western half of the united states uh at boveda so i handle interactions with all of the cigar shops uh wholesalers distributors a few uh oem cigar manufacturers uh, and i basically cover from michigan down to mississippi and west including canada so i get to interact with all of the cool shops here in minnesota and across the western half of the united states nice so I'm going to have you read mm. um, read mm -hmm. this. Well, I, I'm going to fire up my second cigar of the evening. I've got a Diamond Crown Maximus here, and I'm going to fire that up right now. We, we're, we're on the road, so the toast cam is back home in the studio, but we're going to toast. We're still going to toast. Is it toast cam? It's yeah. toast cam. That's awesome. I love it. When lighting your cigar, it is important to be patient, pay close attention to detail, and focus on the tobacco. In the same way Steve Saka brings the same qualities to the ultra-premium cigars of Dumbarton Tobacco and Trust. Patience, close attention, and focus on the tobacco are the qualities that Saka and Dumbarton Tobacco and Trust have been become known for. I speak so good. From Sober Mesa to Umbagag, Dumbarton has a blend that will fit your palate, your mood, at any occasion. Visit DumbartonCigars.com to learn more. You are good with the words, man. So good with the, the words. The words. Well, and the focus, <laughs> the fuckus was <laughs> a little, I couldn't get to my fuckus. I couldn't get it. You you had trouble with the fuckus? Yeah. That's all right. I, I want to talk about real quick. Let's, <laughs> let's, uh, let's talk about what we're smoking because I'm experiencing things. Yeah. Let's go around and say what everybody's. So Rob, what are you smoking right now? I'm smoking the Daughters of the Wind Lancero by Castagli great um i think when i first met these guys they actually came on a box press and they gave me this they gave me two i smoked one on the episode and then i saved the other one so really really good and garrett what do you have fired up oh man so yeah. rob brought this bag of lanceros and anybody that watches the show knows my deal with lanceros i've never had a balmoral lancero and this is the Balmoral Lancero FT. And apparently it's an OG. So circa 2011. I don't know. I think let's ask the audience to fact check that because yeah. I think 
it's early 2010 ish to 2015. I have no idea, but I found them in our office sitting in the original box and they almost got thrown out Ooh. and I opened the box and I was like, no way. I've Whoa. been looking because for a while there, Balmore didn't make the Lancero. And then like two years ago, 2019, 2020, yep. whenever they came out with the Lancero again and then they went out of business or they just like got shut down. So if anyone can fact check that, that'd be great. When's the first Lancero from Balmore? Um, and for me, I'm smoking, like I said, during toast cam, I'm smoking a diamond crown Maximus. Delicious. Delicious. And I am smoking a Roma Craft H-Town Lancero. This is, I'm assuming, Rob, a one-off that was made specifically for Stogie's World Class Cigars in Houston. Look at this guy. He knows his accounts See? like that. Right? I was like, Boom. do you know what the H-Town stands for? But, I do because like, I'm going to be at Stogie's yeah. on Thursday because I'm going down to Texas for the oh. Texas Cigar Festival 2022. Yeah. And so jealous. Stogie's will be basically, you know, rep central for the cigar event so i'm looking forward to seeing my pals jorge and jenny shout out to jenny at uh, stogies they if you don't know about stogies and lancero lane they have a massive humidor and they have an entire row filled with nothing but lanceros i don't think garrett could take it I don't. Oh, think so I seriously either. think Garrett would I just couldn't see, Garrett see the roll. Like, right? <laughs> we know. I just got to keep walking. I was like, I was like, Jorge, pick me out two Lanceros that you really like. Yes. And yeah. I'm, I'm just. That's got to be the walking. way to go. Honestly, Rob, one of the <laughs> one of the best Lanceros I've ever had was the Henry Clay Warhawk Lancero that's made specifically for Stogies, and it is so good. I think it's made specifically for them. Maybe not. I don't know. I, it's yeah, probably I'm part of sure. that series. But oh my yeah. gosh, it's so good. Um. So, um, we had. So I look back and Rob, you were on the show early on when we started. How about that cigar? You were on episode 21. Oh, wow. And we're on episode 158 now. So, and, and we were, I don't know if you remember, we were upstairs oh, in yeah. what used to be Fuego's. It's now Red Cigar Lounge. Yep. And, um, since, and because of that, you know, we got a lot of your backstory and stuff, yeah. but for, since it's Nate's first time on the show, one of the things we love to learn from people is what was your first cigar? How did you get into cigars? Oh, I can, do you want me to tell yeah, that story? Absolutely. Awesome. Uh, I'm 48 years old and I had my very first premium cigar at 18 years old, literally the day I turned 18. I went to a cigar shop that is no longer in business, and I picked up the Hoya de Monterey Excalibur Number no. 2 Maduro. Monster of a stick. Yeah. And big chocolate bomb, if I remember right. And I smoked that and had the most exceptional time. As I'm smoking it, we're outside doing yard work, and my mom looks at me and she says, Oh, my goodness, Nathan, why would you want to smoke that thing? I come from a family of... Not big drinkers, for sure, no smokers. But what's very interesting is one generation back, uh, actually two generations back. So it would be my great-grandfathers were all lifelong cigar and pipe smokers. And the crazy thing is, is that my parents' generation, which generally gave up smoking for the most part, yeah. so many of my aunts and great-aunts commented when they, I started posting cigar pictures Oh, Nathan, I just love the smell of grandpa's cigars. And it was such a cool, nostalgic smell to think about, you know, remembering that and, you know, Christmas time. Yeah. How they lost 
the connection with that. I mean, it just goes to show how good a job the media and our government does to convey to us a message that certain things are really bad. Yeah. Yep. Well, yeah, because you look at that timeline, you know, from when the, um, you know, the announcement came out in what, 1959 and then started to ramp up from there that um, that really there was such a major it's, it, it was it, it was equatable to the just say no program, you know, of the eighties. Absolutely. Where it's, it's like, don't touch tobacco, you know, the, the whole, uh, uh, sort of in, uh, sort of temperance movement, you know, lips that touch tobacco shall never touch ours. Absolutely. Um, and yeah, I think a lot of us had that same experience where, um, and I unfortunately, uh, spent a number of years as a cigarette smoker. Thank goodness it got away from that. But, then even now for me, um, you know, cigars, um, I'm the only one in the family period who uses any form of tobacco product and oh. cigars is it. And, and I'll smoke a pipe three, four times a year, right. but it's pretty much all cigars. Yeah. And I would say I probably am in the same boat. Okay. I have a brother-in-law who will smoke the occasional cigar with me and that's about it. My dad used to smoke one with me many moons ago he's kind of given that up but when my dad was in college he used to smoke a pipe religiously like they'd go out and buy cool tobaccos and they'd smoke their pipes and then he's kind of given it up mm -hmm. um and what before you were with bovida um what talk to us about your your business path your career path what you kept yourself busy with before bovida sure Nate dogs Nate dogs <laughs> so my background is in uh vocal music. I graduated college with a degree in voice, <clears throat> intended to go into professional uh, Broadway theater. And I competed uh, my senior year of college in the Minnesota State Fair talent show, which is a humongous talent show at mm -hmm. oh, arguably yeah. the best state fair in the country. Yeah. And won that contest in 1996. One of the judges was the director of programming for one of our local professional theaters called the Ordway. And he said, please come and audition the next time we have a show that we're putting on. So I did. And I got a role in that show. And after that show, I realized, I just don't think I want to do this for a living. Mm. It wasn't the work. It was the, the the community of people. It was just a job. I was like, this is not going to be a safe place years down the road as someone who wanted to be married, have a family. It's just a very hard life to do that. So I made the decision not to do that. Worked in retail for a long time. I think when you're in college and you're a musician you do one of two things. You wait tables or you work retail. And I worked retail. Yep. And I did that for a long time. I managed a, a specialty store selling Birkenstocks. Like the, imagine the swankiest mahogany tufted leather furniture cigar lounge. And that was this Birkenstock store. I mean, it was top of the line. Did that for 10 years. And then just, I wanted to buy the business, but didn't have any ability to do that. So I took a complete right turn and i launched uh an artisan hot dog cart called nate dogs nice and i ran that from 2010 until basically more or less the beginning of 2000 or 2020 mm -hmm. and i told myself when i started it that when i got to a point where i couldn't be innovative or creative uh that i was ready to move on and do something else mm -hmm. and in 2017 i was voted the best hot dog vendor in all of north america and had great success with the business. I loved it. Uh, and then 
stepped away from that. And luckily I did at the point that I did because COVID hit and I would have been in some real sad shape. I've got a family of five kids and I would have been scrambling for some income. So decided to step away from that. Uh, Oddly enough, went back into retail for a couple of years. And then my good pal, Rob Gagne, sitting right over there, sent me a Facebook message and said, hey, buddy, do you know anyone that wants to uh, work at Bovido in this particular role? And I was like, don't ask anybody else. I'm your guy. Nice. So he called me like after the weekend. Which is what you intended. No, uh, I didn't. Oh, really? Didn't. I actually didn't because I okay. didn't know anything about his hot dog business. And right. I knew okay. he was doing some stuff with Alan Edmonds Shoe yep. Company. And I was just like, I don't know. Maybe he won't. Maybe he'll know somebody because Nate's so well connected with a bunch of people. I just thought, ah, maybe he'll flip it to somebody that's really good. Okay. Okay. And it was him. So I was delighted. And a week later, I was working for Boba. That is so cool. And I freaking love it. So, so when you, when you first got into the role at Boba, um, you know, obviously being, being a sales rep for the Western United States, um, you dove in right away, I'm sure, and learned about the product. Now, are you just on the premium cigar side? Cause Bovida is very, very d diversified for the most part. Yes. Okay. Um, there is quite a bit of crossover okay. because there are a lot of States that are legal for tobacco as well as cannabis. Where that weed at, <clears throat> where that weed at, <laughs> it'll be everywhere eventually. And mm -hmm. thank goodness that's the case. Uh, so I have a, you know, a handful, more than a handful of shops that will carry, uh, some product that Boba to make specifically for cannabis. And then I do uh, a fairly decent business with some distributors uh, that carry uh, both tobacco as well as cannabis products. Uh, one up in Canada that has just become a distributor for our cannabis products. Uh, so there is some crossover, but predominantly I am focusing strictly on premium cigars. Okay. So when you first started um, learning about the products, uh, specifically on the cigar side, and then going out and starting to work with retail partners mm -hmm. at the at the very beginning, what were some of the things that sort of surprised you about what customers needed? And by customers, I mean your customers, being the retailers. Sure, what they what they either didn't understand about the product or what they uh, needed to get from the product but didn't know how to how to maybe use properly. What did that look like in the beginning? Sure, it's. I've been a Boveda consumer for, shoot, at least 15 years, maybe more. Yeah. So I've had Boveda packs in my cigar cases for virtually as long as I've been smoking. Or I should say for as long as I've been buying cigars and taking them home and carrying them in something other than, you know, a Ziploc bag. So I was pretty familiar with the product and had had some good conversations with Rob at our local shop here in the Twin Cities Tobacco Grove. The thing I found that was very interesting is that retailers that have carried Boveda products for years are still shockingly unaware of all of the varying uses for different Boveda humidity percentages. Um, a lot of shops won't carry 84% to season a wood humidor. They're like, ah, I don't need that. Yeah, you do. Because your customers have humidors that they're taking these cigars, which are perfectly humidified, and they're putting them in, and they're not maintaining humidity. So you start getting them keyed into the fact that they need 84%. Well, they often will carry kind of our two main products, 69 and 72%. Yeah. And a lot of shops are like, ah, I just want, I want one percentage. I don't want to explain anything to anybody. Uh, I'm lazy. I know it. I don't care. 
we realized that the more percentages you have sitting on your shelf, the more cigars you're going to sell. Because when you have that seasoned smoker that walks into your shop and they're looking for 65% because they like to smoke their cigars about 63 or 64%, which is this guy. Yeah, same here. And they don't see 65% in the shelf. Where are they going to go? They go to Amazon. Yeah. And now you lost. Now, granted, it's a $4 sale. <coughs> but when that customer comes in to buy 65% from you, they come in and then they buy more cigars because they know you have it and they're loyal to you. Yeah. Same thing with 75%. If you have a really inexpensive or a, a low quality humidor or you live in a very, very dry climate, same thing applies to 75%. You know, if you're throwing 72% in a wood humidor and you're in a very dry climate like Palm Springs where you have air conditioning and it's dry outside, yeah. your cigars are struggling to maintain that humidity. That's another addition that, you know, having that full range, even if it's just one box of 12 packs, keeps you uh, keeps you in business with those customers because they come back and they remain loyal. Yeah. Um, and then the other products that we make, the size 320. How many guys do all of us here in this room know that have coolers full of cigars at home? To be throwing in 12 or 20 of our size 60 Boveda packs in a cooler is just silly. We make right. this beautiful size 320 pack. You throw two or three of those in and you just close the lid and you walk away. Yeah. Uh, Rob was instrumental in educating me on the one-year Boveda humidor bags. For shops to not have that, it always blows my mind because when that – I'll use this as an example. How many times have I been sitting in a cigar shop, which is a lot, and you see a couple or a guy or a girl walk in and they're talking about their upcoming wedding and they'd like to get cigars for the groom's dinner or for the reception, and they pick out this cigar and they get a box or they get 10 or 15 of them and – they're like, well, are these going to be good in like three months when our wedding comes up? Well, you know, you can put them in this bag uh, or we have this. And maybe the shop suggests Boveda. Maybe they don't. But if they have those humidor bags, they go, hold on. We have a perfect product for you. You just buy this 8 or $14 bag. You drop your cigars in. How long are you going to talk? <laughs> Wow. <laughs> so, Kara, the one that we got to get for you, so the one that we have to get for you. That took forever to find the freaking button. I wanted to make sure like, I could find the right button. I've been nudging Garrett the whole time. I was like, you're going to need that button for Nate. You're going to need it. So the one that you need for sure, Robin, we should find this for our for our unbox. We got to get the Christian Bale. Oh, good for you. Okay. <laughs> Follow me. Oh, uh, that, that was. If only Rob, we could use that soundboard. I was bite. looking over at Garrett. I'm like, what the hell are you doing with the soundboard? Like, we're fine. Everything's. No, we're not. No, we're not. We're using that shit. And then I'll, I'll wrap it up. With... But I digress. But I digress. <laughs> that button is that digress button. So one of the things that's kind of. It's amazing. That's notable for us here in, in Minnesota. <laughs> Because we have super dry winters. Yes. We have super humid summers. And I'm sure everybody noticed, all, uh, us local people, we noticed that today mm -hmm. the the humidity came on like a freaking freight train today. Mm -hmm. Out of nowhere. All of a sudden, you know, it's been cool. But, you know, we've had a couple warmish days. And then all of a sudden today the thunderstorms came and you walk outside and it's just muggy. 
And that yeah. changes things for uh, for us, especially if we're going to smoke our cigars on the deck or on the porch. Yep. It changes everything. And for me, I, I'm a little too picky when it comes to my, because I have a tall wine door that I keep everything in and it's got an upper section and a lower section. And I keep different. And I talked to Rob about yeah. this last year. I keep, I, I change out to different humidity packs uh, percentages with the seasons. Sure. Right? So when it's, when it's super humid right now, I go to the 62s. Yep. And then when it gets super dry in the winter, I go to the 72s mm-hmm. because that usually keeps keeps me because it's a really big space and I use a lot of the 320s and it usually keeps me at about 65 where I like to be. Uh, it varies, obviously, because like today that, you know, you do the best you can, but days like today come up and things are going to be affected a little bit by right. just natural humidity in the air. Yep. Um so, so Rob, one of the things we briefly touched on when you were on the show before, and I know we wanted to touch on tonight, and actually I have an example here because I've got my travel humidor and, and Nate was laughing at me before, before you got here that, that, cause I've got some Bovida packs in here that are not in very good shape. They're not. Uh, so I feel I, this is my, this is so, so this is my Bovida pack. And as you can see, it's, it's a Frisbee. It's Dude. a, it's a Frisbee. So. And there's show, show them what else you have in there. Oh, I've also got and tell them what the crispy one is. That's 72%. Yeah, and then this is also 72. Also, nope, you got 62 and, and 69. And then I've got what is this guy six, doing? Then I've got a right? 60. Do I you just, even smoke cigars, bro? <laughs> <laughs> What's up? It's my first time. You are oh, the poster child gosh. for dysfunction. Sometimes, sometimes <laughs> if if I if I get a shipment of stuff in and there's an extra bovita pack. Mm-hmm. I get lazy sometimes with my travel humidor and I just grab the little, the mini packs and I just throw them in there. And I know that's a no, no. Yeah. So tell I mean, us not, why. Not tell, if you're tell us keeping why the same a, RH, man. Well, and I, 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 I didn't pay attention. I just kind of throw yeah. them in there. So well, tell, tell me, yeah. tell me where I it's failed just, and, and what penance the, I have to pay. The exact same thing as like, if you were to light a fire in your house, it's going to dry out the air. It's going to suck all the moisture out of the air. You're just throwing whatever low humidity that you're throwing in there is going to suck all the moisture out of the high humidity bovid packs. It's just that's, it's a smart system, but it's not that smart. It can't, it just, it senses a threat and it says, got to go into absorb mode. Okay. And then I think, which we have no scientific claim to this, but I think that screws up what the cigars then can take from the air. Because the Bovida pack is faster than the cigars. Like when you're rehydrating a cigar, it takes four to six weeks. These things are slow, slow moving, which is great because if they were fast, they'd crack and explode or whatever. So you want them to be resilient. That's So like when cigar makers talk about, no, cigars are really resilient. Yeah, they are. They are very resilient. But but then as soon as you light it, now everything's changing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So that's why you have to have consistency all the way through. And so when you do something like that, it's just like not consistent. Yeah. You're just, you're basically throwing money from one pack to another. It's not a good idea. And a lot of people think it'll average out, which I understand from like a simple mindset, you would think you'd average out, but you just don't understand the property of salt. And that's, that's the caveat. Salt does not care. It does not uh, average out. It, it either absorbs all of it. Or it gives off all of it. Yep. Like it's just that strong of a product. So this is this is like one of those memes. This, this is Matt. 
Matt has yeah. Matt has three different bovida packs in his travel humidor, all of varying humidity levels. Yep. One of which is completely dried out. Don't, Don't be, be like, like Matt. No. Yeah. <laughs> I'm really glad I brought my own cigars. Well, <laughs> <laughs> all right, here, here I'm going to tee you up for another one here, Rob. Oh boy. So early in my uh, cigar smoking and bovida days, I would like to recharge my my bovida packs because yeah. I, I heard that was a thing you could do and there's various um you know how to's that you can find on the internet to to recharge your yeah. your bovida pack and is it usb c or is it micro usb it's uh it's uh you need a dongle dongle you need yeah. a dongle you do need for a dongle. sure need a dongle is yeah. that wire it doesn't have wireless charging no, no. this one does not no <laughs> So uh, we came out with Bluetooth something or another, but that's gone now. Yeah, it is gone. <laughs> the caddy. <laughs> I had a caddy for a while. Or the butler. That's right. The, butler. the caddy. We should have called it the caddy. The caddy. <laughs> Hold this here. Yeah. Hold this. <laughs> Speaking of, I just spent $130 on cigar caddies. Like the clips for golf carts because I'm going to yeah. test them out. Oh, I think yeah. there's such a joke, but then I was walking my daughter and I stuck it on the stroller and I was like, this is awesome. Is it so the, I've been totally changed. If is it those big kid, plastic ones? Yeah, it looks, looks like yeah. a big chip clip. Yeah, yeah. I, I had one of those Hair years clip. ago and yeah. I think I used it one time and I threw it away. Um, yeah. So I hope you have a better experience. No, I, I've actually had a really good experience with, and my cigar tastes better on my walks because I'm not puffing on it all the time. Mm. I literally clip it in there. So there's, and there's another, I'm not, you know, this this is not like a sponsored deal, but there's another cigar holder thing that I found out you may know about. And I don't know if they're on the market still, but I remember a few years ago seeing them at the trade show. And it's called the Stage 5 Clinger, which is a line from Wedding Crashers. But it's this, it's oh, basically yes. just a, a two bands of metal that are just sort of perfectly lined up where... It's, See, now I think that's dumb because if you can't golf and hang on to the cigar or golf with the cigar in your mouth at the same time... You got a problem now because, and here's the factor. It goes into the ground. If it clips onto my cart. So when I need both hands to like grab my golf clubs or whatever, and I just put the cigar there. Great. Mm -hmm. But I'm not going to get out of my golf cart, put this thing in the ground and then stick my cigar somehow on it. And you have to like balance them some way. Yeah. There's like some, it's too much like fiddling around. Well, this it. one does, does, at least the one I saw does it, it had magnets that could stick on something or it had a uh, oh. Velcro strap that you could. Oh, just okay. Strap okay. It. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. I I'm mean, I've, I've seen so many. I'm like, I got to test these things. I got to check out and see actually one of our viewers, if you guys look it up, see if they're still on the market. If they are, then I'm going to check them out and maybe pick one up just to try it out. So yeah. let's, let's chat recharging yes. our Boveda, our Boveda packs. Yes. Um, is that a frugal thing to, to do, to be able to, uh, bring them back up to peak. It's performance. not for, I mean, it, it could be considered frugal, but I would do it if it scientifically worked, but I don't do it because it's us the best example and check me if I'm wrong. It's like the stars in the sky. So salt, there's a bunch of salt, salt particles inside that boba pack. There's three things in that pack, distilled water, salt, and a food grade gumming agent. And the food grade gumming agent is only there to suspend the salt like the stars in the sky. Because so, it's hypersaturated. Yeah. So yep. if it okay. if we didn't have the gumming agent in there, it would be salt on the bottom and water on the top. They would separate constantly. Yep. Mm -hmm. So in order to not have you always go in there and shake it up, again, on the pack it says no fuss, no worries, enjoy. So we want to make this simple. So when you 
dehydrate it, all the salt starts to clump together. And then when you reintroduce from the outside environmental of like humidity, it doesn't, it doesn't break up all those salt particles again. So what you basically have is just big clumps and you don't get the same performance. So like I said, take all the stars in the sky, smash them into the sun, and then try to blow the sun back up to all the particles of the stars again. It doesn't work. So I wouldn't do it. And then two, the other thing is, is those salt particles are really sharp. They're like crystal razor sharp. And so you can make micro cuts into the film. Mm -hmm. And then people contact us. They're like, my bovida pack's leaking. And I have them send me a picture. And it's like, you know, six years old. I'm like, yeah, no. Yeah. It's in, It's meant to be a disposable product. Yeah. Yep. Right. And it's for a large humidor, a hundred count humidor, four bovida packs every three months costs you $63 and like 85 cents. So I don't know about you, but. I have way more than $63 in my humidor. Yep. So I'm just going to pay it as insurance and like protection. And I don't ever have to worry about a cigar. The only time I'm worried about a cigar not smoking right is when I first get it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I don't ever any, like I grabbed all these Lanceros. They've been sitting in my humidor for years and you guys are smoking them right now. And they're perfect. They right. With both of them. So I don't know. There's just no replacement for security the effectiveness of Bovida and the simplicity of it. Yeah. What are some of the most outrageous things that you've ever seen people do post pictures of online that they've done with their Bovida packs? Well, I got, I was, I worked in customer service right away with Bovida and I heard alligator eggs. Like some <laughs> dude really contacted me and was like, I need something higher than 84s. My alligator eggs are drying out. And I was like, <laughs> what? Oh my God! What's I can't have your alligator What's eggs right now. What's going on here? What are you doing? Are you crocodile Dundee over there? What's going on? <laughs> we had one rob just recently. An individual ships spiders, and I don't know if anybody on the listening to this podcast uh, frequents TikTok, which is a whole lot of fun. There's a guy that has essentially like these tiny little pet spiders that like just crawl on his finger and like wave at him and he trains them and, and they're super cute spiders. Now, most people hate spiders. I think they're pretty cool, but they need to be shipped when they're going to an end consumer with a particular humidity. And they're like, what would you recommend for insects or spiders? So <laughs> we have a humidity for that. Yeah. We Unbelievable. And our poor customer service team was just like, <laughs> yeah. I think the coolest one is when Rolls Royce reached out to us oh, nice. and put us in the Phantom. Ooh. So there's a humidor in the glove box of the Phantom and oh. they put the Bovida pack like underneath so you can't see it. Like no, you there's like no pictures of this anywhere on the internet, but it's there. And it, it was just a sick humidor that carried like four sticks. That was it. But it was like right. all swanky and like all automatic. Like you hit the button, thing pops out and, and it oh, still looks so cool. And they, they of course, gave you a phantom for a few months just to do <laughs> yeah, testing, right? right? <laughs> I think we have to do some R&D. Yeah. yeah. Shot and Tim were like, could you send hey. a phantom? They're like, no. Do you want this order or no? <laughs> <laughs> yes, please. You're not even big enough for us to even <laughs> scratch at that idea. That's so cute. That's, yeah, right. that's adorable. How cute he asked for a phantom. <laughs> so I kind of want to, and we'll we'll come back to the, you know, the humidity control thing, but I kind of want to go a little, you know, deeper philosophical because there's a lot of 
there's a lot of dangers that we see as cigar smokers right now from control agencies, FDA, things like that. And, you know, as, as people who really live and, and love this hobby and this cigar culture that we're a part of, it's important to us and it's meaningful to us, but everybody has different sort of reasons why it's important and meaningful to them. Um, so Nate, tell us why the cigar lifestyle or hobby or culture is important to you. Why do you think it's meaningful? Absolutely. The most meaningful thing to me on any given day is quality, intentional time with the people that I care about the most. And back when I was running my hot dog cart, I had a lot of friends in food and beverage, beer, uh, craft cocktails, you name it. And we started to spend time together having cigars, started to find a shared affinity. We're like, you like cigars? What, you like cigars? Yeah, I really like cigars. We should totally hang out on, you know, a Monday morning or a Tuesday morning and have some cigars. And what I found is that there is no other experience that can be shared with people that creates a community or environment where people feel more comfortable to share deep information between themselves mm -hmm. than with cigars. There's nothing that even comes close. And I, and I firmly believe that the reason that happens, and it's more so than a cup of coffee or a good meal or a good cocktail, because you can have multiple cigars, especially if you're a seasoned smoker, and you feel just fine. Yeah, You can have one cigar or another, and if you are deep in a conversation about something really important and something really vital, it creates this moment where you're only focused on the cigar and the conversation and time with each other. And that's really rare in our culture because we're so connected to all of this, all this technology, and we're so distracted. And what generally tends to happen when we have cigars is all of this distraction generally gets tucked away. Yeah. And that's the, that's the thing about cigars that I love the most. I'm so turned on right now. <laughs> it happens. I know. Yeah. It's a thing we have. <laughs> It is. Mm -hmm. Well, it's crazy. You know, uh, Nate well, and I met each other. Tell how we met. Mm -hmm. So we were at this event at Omar's and we run into each other. And within like 15 minutes, we found out that it was, I mean, it's crazy that we hadn't met before. Right. I couldn't it's believe it. Insanely crazy. I mean, all the people that we know, like he grew up with my brother-in-law and, um, just all the people through either, you know, church or cigars or whatever it was that, you know, and we became fast friends. And before you know it, we're sitting there laughing like idiots, showing each other TikToks. And, and there's a great books. picture of us at a cigar event. Yes. At Smolder Cigar Emporium in St. Peter, Minnesota. <laughs> and we are literally like gut laughing. Yes. And, and the picture wasn't taken by us. It was taken by uh, the rep for Black Label. Oh, that's um, right. Calvin. 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 And shared it with us, and it's one of my favorite pictures yes. because it's such a genuinely the authenticity happy of, moment. Yeah, or joyful is a better word. Yes, it's just pure joy. And to your brother-in-law. Yeah, I knew Garrett's brother-in-law from summer camp. We worked at the same church camp in northern Minnesota, and we actually had a group called MOS Moss. Yeah, 
the men of Shamanaw was called Camp Shamanaw. <laughs> and we would sneak out of our cabins Manana. late at night. And we'd go back into the archery range and we'd light up Swisher Sweets and smoke them. Yep. Wow. Like that was our group. Rebels. It was awesome. Yeah. So I went to my brother-in-law at the next uh, family gathering. And I was like, so uh, what does a guy got to do to be a part of this MOS crew I hear so much about? He laughed. He got a good kick out of it. Right? Yeah. Good time. Uh, so, so Rob, give us your sort of philosophy about the cigar culture and why it's. Hey, man, cool. I'm going to keep it simple. I, I'm geeking out right now on this Lancero and the flavors and Dude. everything. And so my best, my, like I said to you guys, when I first opened up, like my favorite thing to do is share some of these finds yes. with people who enjoy it. Yes. So there's that, like you guys, I was able to bring you something that you've never had before. And I have in my collection, and I absolutely love that. And that's why I've, I've gravitated towards certain Cigar of the Month clubs. But then there's also this aspect of, like, getting the new cigar smoker. When I'm able to teach, and we get a lot of, I mean, holy crap. When I first started at Boba, we had 10 people in an office. And now we're at, like, freaking 90 people at the company. So I, when I get on trade shows, a lot of people are like, hey, and because I'm on all the videos, they're like, Rob, teach me how to smoke, teach me how to smoke. And then they learn how to do it and they learn how to do it properly so that they actually taste the cigar Yeah, and they enjoy it. And so everyone out there who's ever had a cigar and maybe you only have one or two a year and you're kind of like, ah, oh, that didn't really taste good. You had the wrong cigar or you don't know how to smoke. And it's okay to admit that you don't know how to smoke. I didn't oh, yeah. know how to smoke yeah. in the beginning. I cut right? my cigars way past the cap. Yep. I thought I was opening the cigar up all the way, full throttle, give me all the flavor. You know, you just, I love teaching people, and I think Nate's really good at that. You just love teaching people to enjoy stuff that you enjoy. Yeah. And that's why I like cigars. Absolutely. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, my first, probably my first 10, 20 cigars, I overcut them so far. And I was like, why, why cigars suck? Why do they keep coming apart? They keep unraveling. Well, then somebody said, well, you're, you're cutting it way past the yeah, cap. Yeah, dude. I was like, oh, okay. There's a cap. There's, There's a cap. <laughs> that's, a, what? that's a cap. What's okay. This? I didn't know. My cigar's a hat on it? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> this is cap terminology. It's for the birds. <laughs> what are we, the little rascals with beanies on? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> I think I cut my first cigar with a chef's knife. Ouch. Wow. Yeah. Like an eight-inch chef's knife? Yeah. Like yeah. full size? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Wow. Yep. Well, and I, I, I used to be, I, I'm not so anal retentive about it now. I used to be like, I have to have my cutter and it's got to be just so. And now I, I'll even, if, if I'm, if I left everything at home or whatever, and nobody has anything else, if I'm by myself or with family members who don't smoke cigars, you know, I know it, I can most likely find a book of matches and I can just, take off the cap with my thumbnail it's it'll yep, be fine right. it's not maybe it's not ideal but it still works but well, the interesting thing is finding joy in that struggle yes, right yes you know like oh man i'm giving these tools like the cigar smoking world championship only got started because two guys sat down with petite coronas and two matches and said challenge can you keep your cigar lit yeah without relighting it and Whoever can keep their cigar lit the longest wins. Yep. What a dumb concept, <laughs> right. but what a fun it's opportunity. It's so fun. Right. <laughs> like, I just did my first longest ash competition. Okay. Uh, just literally a couple days ago, last Thursday. And um, 
I clearly clearly know nothing about doing a lot long ash competition. I was the very first oh, one out. Were you really? I was. Weren't were. Yeah. You gotta but, do this. Yeah, but, you gotta go vertical. So I was I was vertical, Europeans. but the way that I was smoking it, and the interesting part is I picked out the cigar for you know that most people smoked in the eventual cigar that won that competition. And his ash was per perfect. And mine looked like uh, Chernobyl. Like yeah. it was, <laughs> it was a mess. And I was like, "What? How am I smoking this so bad?" Right. Yeah. So I let's got, do a I test right now. Okay. So tip. I need a sound bit that's like tip, tip, tip. You got a tip right now. All right. Oh, we don't have those. So no, we're going to taste the cigar in a different way. Don't, 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 don't. Oh, okay. Not yet. Okay. 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 We're going to do it the European way where we angle the cigar up a little bit and we point the head of the cigar towards our tongue, the tip of our tongue. So you're not going to draw the smoke into your mouth fully. You're going to draw it so it hits the tongue right away. So okay. take a normal draw and make sure it hits the tongue and then blow it out slowly and let's just see what happens. All right, here we go. I get a lot of different flavors doing that. Oh my gosh. Isn't that weird? Right. Because I learned that from trying to do a long ash competition. I was like, whoa, this cigar tastes way different when I angle it at the tip of my tongue yep. and yeah. get all that smoke hitting my tongue. And almost underneath the tongue yeah, as well. I was, yeah, I, I kind of pull my tongue back and yeah. let it all just go in the front of my mouth. Yeah. Well, and one of the things that's interesting because I learned from uh, Robert Holt from Southern Draw, especially when you're cutting a, a Figurado or a Torpedo, cut it at that angle, Yep, about a 40-degree angle, so the, and then and then put the angle upwards so the smoke goes up on the roof of your mouth and then curls back around and that that totally changes the experience right. too so sure. that's it's it's very cool that you bring that up because yeah it's, just the angle of things can it's very similar to the the one type of cigar cutter that i don't tend to use really at all it's a punch cutter Same and here. it's practical for it. me because when i smoke a cigar how however i smoke it I will invariably get tar buildup around the edge of that punch cut. Yeah. Now, the one cigar that is uniquely different when you punch cut it on the top and the bottom. Anybody guess it? Oh, yeah. The LSD Chis chisel. chisel. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, sure. And that's a very unique smoking experience because it swirls the smoke up into the roof of your mouth and it angles it right down into the tip of your tongue. Yeah. And that's a cigar that is tailor-made for that type of cut. And yeah. I think that's cool. And, and I have noticed, and you may have noticed this before with those LFD chisels, if you've cut them that way before where you punch on the top and the bottom, mm -hmm. that I can typically, even if I smoke slowly, I can typically only get to about, you know, the 60% mark. And then you get some tar. And then, and then the tar builds up, yep. and yeah. then I just give it a straight cut yep. Absolutely. past where the punches were, yes. and yep. then it's good to go. Then you're good to go. Away. Yep. Do you think that's, though, because you're drawing too much? Like too fast, too hot. I try when I, whenever I do that type of cut, especially when I'm smoking a chisel or a, or a torpedo, anything that tapers. Yeah, I always try to be very cognizant of smoking more slowly. Well, yeah, Rob, I learned this from something that you said early in my tenure at Boveda, which is about a year and a half now. Listening to you talk about how intentionally slow you inhale and blow out smoke. I thought, all right, well, maybe I'm just smoking too fast because I can smoke a cigar fairly quickly. So I cut like a Figurado or a Torpedo with a much smaller cut, 
not an angled cut, which I normally would. I tried punch cut and I tried smoking as slowly as possible. Both times I still got tar at the end. Yeah. Okay. It's just that restriction because I think so. Yeah. There's moisture building up around yeah, yep. the head of the cigar. And that's why I don't like punches or V cuts. I like a straight cut. Me too. Yeah. Usually yeah. I like moisture at the head, but in for cigars, not no, yeah. <laughs> well, and Garrett's Garrett's a V cut guy, like like through really. And, through. and I tried the we've yeah. talked about this on the, the CrossFit of cigar cutters. I ca- <laughs> I carried I carried a V I I tried it. So for about six months, I totally switched to V cut. And I did nothing but V cuts, and I switched back. Yeah, the straight cut. I don't. It's not my preference either. Um, and it's just for for whatever reason. And and I I especially like the control that I get when I do have tapered head cigars. If I've got a cigar that's a Figurado or a Torpedo, I get way more control <laughs> yep. to shape the cut with a straight cutter. Yep. I actually will find with a V cutter. If I do the like cross or the star cut where you do two or three cuts. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's pretty like I enjoy that. The thing for me that I that I don't enjoy so much is I like just the 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 feeling of holding the cigar where it's just a straight cut where you just get that simple cigar uh in your mouth. The V cut or with like that star, that cross cut, isn't just a, a texture that I like when I'm smoking a cigar. You yeah. Know, all, all jokes aside, mm-hmm. it's, it's it's I just not, don't enjoy it. I'm with you. It's not, and you guys, you know, our, our viewers can snicker all you want to, but I, I don't like the mouth feel. Right. Yeah. I don't either. I don't no. like it. I don't either. I do. So, and that's, and that's, that's and all good. I that's will, why, I mean, this is an original run. Yeah. V cut. Yep. This used to be black. Yeah, now it's all the paint's worn off of it. Yeah, I love it. And Rob loves box press cigars. Hence the name of Rob's podcast, Box Press. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I yeah, don't enjoy, generally speaking, oh, box really? press. No. Oh, okay. I love them. And it isn't anything to do with the flavor. I like to be able to just gradually turn that cigar the entire time I'm smoking it. And with the box press, you get the flip or the flip. And invariably, I don't get an even burn. It just, for me, I much prefer a traditional round cigar. So why do you hate puppies? It's, it's really well especially when when it's a really kittens it's kittens i hate when okay. the w- when the corners on because there are some box press cigars that are very soft yep yes and then there are some that are very hard very s- stark like, 90 degree corners like oliva oh, yeah. oliva's yeah. master blend has like rounded edges on that box yeah. press yep. that one i like and most padrones uh are you know most padrones are box press first of all but they tend to be softer on the on on the corners the but like the the buffalo 10 from Art, el artista very that sharp corners box so it just and, it just depends on which one you're getting and some of those soften up as you smoke it oh that, sure yeah. as they warm up yeah. yeah um but then i remember going back to when i was a little kid and there was this barber shop that my dad would bring my brothers and i to and it was this old time you know, i mean like classic 70s barber shop where there's like you know, there's guys listening to Fog Hat on the on the eight track player, and porn on the magazine rack. Probably, yeah, most likely. Yeah, yeah. Yep. And um, you know, w- where guys had the the goody handle combs in their back pockets, yes. the whole bit. And one of the barbers there constantly had a cigar in his mouth, and it was lit maybe ten percent of the time. You know, the rest of it, he's just chewing on it and he, mm-hmm. whenever he would briefly take that cigar out of his mouth the end of it looked like a dog toy 
Yes. It was just yeah. horrifying. Or like a moral mushroom. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Like, yeah. What did you just pull out your mouth? I just that's just a moral mushroom. <laughs> and that's just something that and I I I know there are still people, especially you know, people who work in the farms and the factories in Nicaragua and Dominican Republic, that's still their their kind of go-to method is they've got constantly got a cigar wedged all the way on the side, yep. all the way back to their their wisdom teeth. Right. Yep. And it's just always there and they're rolling it and chewing on it throughout the day because for the most part, they they don't have the time to keep it lit. They're busy rolling or right. sorting or whatever it is. Well, that's what it is when I'm fishing. Um, especially if I'm getting a lot of action and I'm, you know, constantly catching, catching fish. I've got that cigar in my mouth. Do you guys remember Monster Garage by Jesse James? Oh, hell yeah. Yes. So there was an episode where this guy does a lead buildup or metal buildup where, you know how like on the front of like a Chevy, uh, like a 54 Chevy, they, the hood is all curvy, right? Yep. But in the center, there's that point. Well, he would build up that point even higher with lead metal that he's heating up and like smacking on there and like reforming it. He always had a cigar in his mouth, chewing it and he yeah. would never light it. Never, ever, ever. But the cigar towards the end of the day, it would get shorter because he's just chewing, 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 chewing. chewing. Yep. Yeah. I could, I tried it one time when I was mowing the lawn just to chew on a cigar and you talk about tar buildup. I was like, yeah, yeah. This is not well, this is not it. and I had this one experience. Um, the second time I went to Nicaragua, was it the- at band camp? It was a band camp. <laughs> yeah. I was I was not a flute player, but right. I had a bad experience. Petey's trumpet's always available. <laughs> so the second time I went to Nicaragua, one of the factory tours, Steve Saka was there, and we were doing this blending session thing. And one of the things that Steve wanted to have us do, and he instructed all of us to do, was tear a little piece off of one of the leaves and chew on it. And I, I tried it and I just, I couldn't do it. And I yeah. thought I felt, I, I almost felt inadequate. I was like, I'm not a real man, but I just, I couldn't do it. What was he trying to get at? He was just, he wanted us to experience, you know, what is, what is really in there flavor and texture wise before the tobacco combusts before fire. Yeah. Be- yeah. And okay. it was, I'll sense. say it was interesting, but I think that was a one and done for me. Have you ever done like, uh, long cut like red man chewing tobacco yeah so we talked about this on the show one time when i was maybe 13 playing football at a neighbor neighborhood kid's house and he pulls out this pouch of red man and i take a little bit and i within 10 minutes i'm ralphing all yeah. over the lawn yeah it's not for and me. that's the last time i ever chewing touched tobacco, anything like, like that i and, love the smell of wintergreen but not in chewing and, tobacco and, and put this in the back of your mind we have a new word instead of ralphing or you know up chucking whatever me and my good buddy Charles, uh, when I had my hot dog cart, I didn't have anything against ketchup as an ingredient. I think it's a terrible condiment, but I didn't serve ketchup. And so we call ketchup lovers, we call them chuppers, and we threw ranch lovers in the same boat. So now instead of saying you were ralphing over in the corner, dude, you see that guy ranching over there by his car? <laughs> <laughs> well, I... So you can uh, trot that one out uh, I, at a later date. I can relate because... I. I cannot stand ketchup. Really? I cannot stand ketchup. Oh. A hot dog, a hot dog deserves mustard and relish. 
What maybe, kind of mustard? Maybe onions that? at spicy sometimes. brown, brown mustard. Spicy brown yeah. mustard. Yeah. You got and the French's regular yellow. It's like, eh, yeah, it's okay. I'll yeah. t- I'll take that. But I, you I'm know, bologna. The, the spicy brown yeah. with some relish. Yeah. Yep. Maybe oh. some onions. Maybe some jalapenos. But and I'm a purist. I'm of the opinion this is true for burgers as well as great hot dogs. I think two toppings is your max as far as for flavor balance. So you have some acid, you maybe have some other texture really? like a relish. That's what I think. Because what ends up happening when you add more toppings and hot dogs are famous for this. The hot dog is just a vehicle to get all these delicious toppings into your mouth. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. But if you have a really great hot dog or a really exceptional burger patty that you've put a lot of time and effort into sourcing those ingredients, when you add all that extra stuff, you mask the flavor of no. that. Yes. 100%. Okay. Portillo's. Terrible. What? Terrible. Oh my God. One of my favorite now, the things. Maxwell. Now a Chicago dog is its own thing Dude. and I enjoy it, but I do, I think the balance is all off. Well, the Maxwell is different because the Maxwell is Polish sausage. It is Polish. Not yeah. So it's more assertive. So it's there got is some extremely assertive flavors and it yep. can stand up to all the right. stuff that's on it. But and then they put the beef all over it and then they dip it and then they put, well, the that's the, it's, that's the Italian beef sandwich. That's, yeah. but then they put, they also have it with the port, uh, the Polish sausage. In you it. can do oh. all together. And it's yeah. A mega. It's like, 1400 calories. Yeah, I can't do that. Yes. <laughs> I know. That's right? too much. Gets me excited. Like, yes. My heart starts yeah. pumping a little bit extra. Right? Yep. Like, here we go. Calories. <laughs> Let's do this. <laughs> but I don't even like chili on a hot dog. Oh, yeah. Because it's too much stuff on there. It's like chili's can, great by itself, and a hot dog is great. I can do chili. So, this, it's That's funny you bring that opinion. up because Garrett and I yeah. went on a cigar trip back in 2019 and on our way back we were going through cincinnati and as a kid growing up in southern indiana i was able to get skyline yes and i love as a kid i loved it and and i had not had it since i was maybe 13 years old sure what is it so i said so skyline is cincinnati chili so cincinnati chili it's very thin uh, the ground mm. beef is is pulverized into almost a paste. There's yep. no chunks of meat in the in the chili. Greek spices, Greek spices, Cinnamon. a little sweet. Yep, and wow. they'll put it either over spaghetti with chopped onion and mounds of shredded cheese, or and they'll beans. make what they call coney dogs. Yep, which they'll put that chili on tiny little hot dogs yep. on steamed buns. Yep, with again a like a half pound of shredded cheese per hot dog. Yes. <laughs> and I loved it when I was a kid. So yeah. we stopped there three, four years ago. He's got me all excited. And I was so excited. And we get in there and we order our food and we sit down. And I took the first bite. And I was like, this is terrible. It's terrible. Because the hot yeah. dog is mush. It's so bad. <laughs> it tastes like how it looks. It does. It's just, it's like, it's like a baby's diaper. It's oh. terrible. Yeah. Yeah. So no. I, I, I felt bad for getting Garrett all excited for this. And I was like, my child, my 13 year old palate was like, this is the best stuff in the world. Yeah. And then as a, you know, 40 something year old at the time, I, I was like, this is awful. Right. But so I think, bad. but I think this, you know, all of this has to do with, you know, your base ingredients. So if, if the hot dog is good, if the patty of the burger is good, yes, you don't need all of that stuff to, you know, enhance or elevate this as much. How many times have we gone to, you know, what people are like, Oh, they have the best burgers and you go and the burger is literally just shit. Yes. Yes. Sucks. The, the very first hamburger joint and, and all of this conversation applies to cigars as well. 
the more extra flavors you layer on top of this infusions, sweet tips, you know, whatever people love those. It's not my wheelhouse. Yep. If you have, uh, like coffee, when you put flavoring on it, it's lower grade oh, coffee. Flavored of course. Coffee. So do I. It's the same conversation. Wow. So the original coffee. hamburger joint in the United States is oh. Louis Habit in New Haven, Connecticut. I think I got the city right, New Haven, Connecticut. And it is this tiny little like stone building, seats like 20 people. And they cook their burgers vertically in basically what look like cast iron bells. And they have a door that opens vertically and they put the patties with an, like literally a huge white onion slice on top of the patty <laughs> inside these bells. And then the door closes once it's kind of like a fish basket almost. And you push it in and there are flames on both sides and it flame broils that burger on both sides. And they put oh. tons of effort into the mix of that meat. It's, a, you know, a secret recipe. Right. Super high quality beef. And they serve it with the burger the onion on two, I think, slices of white bread, and that's all you get. And people will yeah. try to sneak ketchup packets in, and if they see you, out you go. Yeah. No, yeah. no soup for you. Out you go. <laughs> no soup for and you. And I yeah. love that because <laughs> when you are so passionate about the quality of whatever it is you're making and somebody yeah. tries to that's adorn great. that with something, you're like, no, that's an insult to all the work I put yeah. into that. Yeah. 100%. It's like Rob we're smoking a cigar at Boveda and we, there's a new employee and they did the classic, like smush your cigar out. Cause we think that's what you have to do. Uh, and they're not wrong for doing it. It's just, they don't know. Well, especially if they used to be a cigarette smoker. Sure. Kinda and so Rob said, he goes, Hey, <laughs> I just want to give you some, like some healthy advice on when you're putting your cigar out. One, you set it down because it will just go out. It doesn't need to do that. And when you smush it all out, it makes it smell really nasty. Cause all those oils and sugars and tar, Combine with that combustion and make it smell terrible. He said, but second, you don't smush it out of respect for the 300 plus hands that went into making that cigar out of respect for those individuals. You set your cigar in the ashtray and you walk away. Yeah. yeah. And Preferably I love that. Unbanded. Unbanded. Yeah. Exactly. And I don't know how many times. So Matt and I, we do this uh, Wednesday night group of, and there's a guy there and I don't know how many times I've told Mike. Don't snuff it out. Don't, you know, if he's you still, just, he still does. He still does. And he's, he's, he's not about to change for anybody. No, he's an old school guy. Yep. And he literally never changes. Every time he shows up with two Christoph Maduro <clears throat> Lanceros <throat> every time. Yep. And those are his cigars. He smokes them every Wednesday night. Yep. And that's just his deal. Yep. And he, he gets down to where one's about three inches long and he goes, yep. and he just jams it down in the ashtray. And we're like, Mike, oh my God, Mike, you don't have to do that. Just, just let it go. Just set man. it down. Just set it Mike. down. So we love you. That's all right. We love you, Mike, but Mike, yeah. He used to say, I want to be like Mike, but in this case, when not, in this case, not, Mike, yeah. I don't want to be no. like Mike. Is it? Oh, I think so. Is it time? It is. It is now time for this week's. Numero de los muertos. And as always, Numero de los muertos is brought to us by our friends at Smoke In.
All right. And don't forget, guys, at smokein.com, use code HBTC15 for 15% off your order. Some restrictions apply. So, Numero de los Muertos, episode 158. Garrett, what do you have for us this week? All right. Between the years of 1891 and 2011, around 5,000 people have died here, which amounts to about 25 people per year, which is still about the average okay. currently. Eight, between 1891 and 2011. Mm-hmm. Die here? Yes. Is a place. Correct. All right. As always, viewers, if you guys have guesses, please leave them in the comments. I'm going at. Niagara Falls. Fuck you. What are you serious? Yes. <laughs> yes. I've always wanted to guess this son of freaking on the first try, and I got it. Yes. I could night everybody. I only listened to this show for that very segment. And I came prepared. This segment's supposed to last like 15 minutes. Nah, man, I blew it out of the water, baby. Let's go. New content. Kieran has the biggest set of blue, you know what, going on right now. I bought myself that with that cigar, though. Yeah, you did. I had to tee it up. So I was like, when I nail him on this Dalos Mortar, wear those thing, he's not going to be pissed at me. Amazing. I love this segment of this show. Every time I'm like, ooh, ooh, what is it? What is it? I even try to Google it sometimes, and I still am way off. (laughs) Unbelievable. Yes. So do you, Amazing. Do you, do you want to give us some context? Is there any context, Garrett? Or did, There's did a little Rob bit. Did, okay, let's hear some. I was context. gonna. I was. Gonna, so how many people fall over the edge and die? Like so. Here's so here's the some barrel interesting, runners, right? Lord. So obviously, early on, the barrel thing was was popular, right? Yeah. Uh, all the way up into the '60s, okay. people were doing it. Here's the interesting part: no one has ever survived a fall on the American side. Really? Yeah. But they have on the Canadian side. All the survivals have only been on the Canadian side. Don't do the American side. Yeah. Why would somebody try that? Just straight like straight. Let's so, go. Stupid. so the the dark part of of these numbers are most of these people are going to Suicide. say goodbye. Suicidal. Yeah. No yeah. way. Yeah. Yep. That's in the barrel the, or just jumping just, over. Just in going. general. Yep. Just yep. going. Wow. Yeah. No way. Yeah. And uh, the so the statistics on the daredevil part of it. My eyes are watering. I was crying. It's so good. <laughs> only twenty five. Only twenty five percent make it. Twenty five percent. Yeah. On so, the barrel part. Yep. Dude, that is horrible odds. It is now horrible when they're odds. in a barrel. Do they close themselves in the barrel? Yes. So the big, uh, the first one to do it, a uh, woman in nineteen oh one. Uh, she was a teacher and was basically this was her way of raising money and trying to do something with her life, which is hilarious. But the week before, she sent her cat over in this barrel that she had constructed. And since the cat survived, she's like, all right, I'm, I'm going to do this and stuffed this barrel full of pillows. And yeah, she got, you know, she was bleeding a little bit from a laceration on her face. But other than that, she was fine. Wow. And she um, survived. She survived. All Whoa. right. And uh, so since then, you know. How do they uh, get out of the barrel when it's done? Yeah. So it washes up uh, like on this on this shore on the Canadian side. 
and uh, people, people help go there to reel help. it yeah. in. People go there to help. Wow. People get it wow. out. Yep. So, Rob, because you guessed it right away, you've got to fill some time here. Dude. <laughs> I'm down for that. That's that was, amazing, Rob. That was incredible. I mean, I, we've had we've had fast guesses before, but that was... I think that is the record. That's got to be sure. the record. I mean, it was just... You are the champion. No hesitation. I love this reoccurring yeah. segment. That was the it's best. my favorite. That was the, the fastest numero de los muertos ever. Unbelievable. I love it. <laughs> and I'd been sitting on Niagara Falls for a long time, just waiting for the, the right moment. And I use it on Rob. Yeah. He's like, here, have a ball gag. <laughs> <laughs> now what are you going to fill for the next 15 minutes? I love it. I love yeah, it. Yeah, what do we what do we talk about? So, Garrett, now we, we got another soundbite for you. What about Bob? Son of a bitch. Son of, <laughs> yeah. Yes. You she never says that. that. She never says that. <laughs> oh, I love it. <laughs> That's amazing. Wow. We didn't even get people guessing online. Sorry, guys. I mean, you can guess still, I guess. Yeah, yeah if you still want to leave guesses, you can. I mean, we could always do a second one, but I know Garrett, uh, Garrett needs prep time. Tony said the segment is heading to the edge right now. Well, that was that was uh, Rob. Oh. That was that was incredible. Just circle back, freestyle cutter. I appreciate. Oh, there you go. Even has a little cigar rest. I know on it. it's such a cool and it's super hefty. It is hefty. Yeah, it's got it's got. Uh, I almost said girth, but it it's not the right have, word. It has heft. 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 It has there heft. it is. Heft. Well, let's uh, let's well, jump in. That was this week's. That was this week's numero, numero de los muertos. <laughs> Garrett is so detected. It's a wrap in five minutes. <laughs> well done. All right, let's uh, let's jump into a lightning round. And we weren't doing these questions when Rob was on the show the first time, but we're going to mix things we up. Have we lightning have some, round. I love this. We have some interesting ones here. Um, that, Rob, we're going to start with you. Oh, boy. If you could hear the thoughts of one living person for 10 minutes, who would it be and why? Any sitting president. Any sitting president, said, Rob. Oh, did I? You did. Oh, sorry. I thought I said Nate. My said, fault. Rob. He was looking at me, but he yeah, said, Rob. "Yeah." Any sitting president? No, any any living person. Yeah. Oh, you. Yeah, any president. At, oh, okay. So, like, if you asked me yeah. today, I'd just be like, "Whatever the president is doing right now, I want to listen for ten minutes." Right on. I like it. I just remembered something too. By the way, this segment is sponsored. Oh, is it? I totally forgot to do that. So let's do that right now. Oh, yeah. As always, the lightning round is sponsored by J.C. Newman Cigar Company. They are America's oldest family-owned premium cigar maker, creators of the popular Brick House, Perla Del Mar, Diamond Crown, and the American J.C. Newman Cigar Company operates out of their 112-year-old El Relo Cigar Factory in historic Cigar City, Tampa, Florida. For more information on their cigars or their visitor experience, please visit jcnewman.com. So... Nate, same question for you. If you could hear the thoughts of one living person for 10 minutes, who would it be? Uh, that one's easy. Great article I read back in 2015. There is a Catholic doctor that works in the Sudan. And he has been there for, shoot, I'm going to say 20 years plus. And he won't ever leave. He operates with Civil War era medicine. 
And I would love to hear the thoughts of that man mm. and on, you know, what drives him to stay with those people, why he's so connected to those people, what made him go there. That's one of the most interesting things I've ever read. Like therefore. Yeah. Like literally wow. they get bombed on the daily. He gets, he gets malaria at least once every year, almost dies. Um, he's just the most interesting person. I would love to yeah. hear him talk that's, for 10 minutes. That's awesome. So do you think men have weird thoughts, random thoughts that go through their head? Because I've been asked by certain women before, you know, tell me what you're thinking. And I usually lie <laughs> because, <laughs> you know, there's like, you may not want to like, explain yeah. what you're thinking and it's dumb stuff like right. yeah like i could, wonder i wonder if cats could do math yeah or could i possibly make a castle out of baloney or something Dude, like yeah. something weird yeah we talked about this rob there's yeah. a tiktok where the guy goes when a woman asks you what are you thinking about we don't ever want to say nothing because that's too right. long of an explanation because what we're actually thinking about is can I build a pirate ship out of salami? Yeah, yeah that's what he like. I mean, yes. just you yeah. think of weird stuff. That's exactly it. And so if a female asks, and then they ask more questions of like, why were you thinking that? What spawned that? And I was yeah. just like, you know, after that question, I was just going to lie for a minute. I was just thinking <laughs> if I should mow the lawn tomorrow. Yeah, yeah. you should. Okay, great. On to it. No, I was really actually thinking if Lincoln Logs could actually be built into a regular-sized home. Yes. Could you use Lincoln Logs as a building material for your actual dwelling space? Or, Garrett, it's the pictures of the couple lying in bed and the guy's yes. turned away. Yes. She's like, yeah. he's totally thinking about another woman. And the guy's like, do you think my buddy's still mad at me for farting right in his face? Yeah. 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 Do you think that's, that's, there's a turbo kit for my car? Yeah. Could I get my motorcycle <laughs> and to go honestly, faster? honestly, women are genuinely upset that men have a nothing box. Yes. yes. Like, we have a box we can climb into that has nothing in it, and we sit there and go, what are you doing? Nothing. nothing. I'm not doing a thing. Yeah, I Absolutely have this thing nothing. when I go home where I'm like, all right, I need my nothing time. Yes. And now that's, that's a known thing. Yes. Yeah. The dangerous <laughs> part is when we turn our nothing time into half a day. Oh, that's full, true. Or a full day. Oh, yeah, I've, that's, I've, I've gone through those struggles. Oh, yeah. yeah. yeah it happens. Like, you can't abuse uh, the nothing box. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But here's the thing, though. About a good creative brain, you need breaks. And more importantly, you need vacation as well. Yeah. Right. Like from, I, I think a lot about a lot of different things all the time, and they're usually all, you know, related to some way I can, you know, be better. Yeah. And sometimes I like not thinking about that at all. And I just think yep. creatively and just, bah. Yes, I, I always come back to uh, a comment by Albert Einstein when asked what he would do if he was given 60 minutes to solve a problem, because most people think they would t spend the entire 60 minutes trying to figure out that problem. He said, I would take a walk for 55 minutes and then I would figure out the problem in five minutes. And that's a beautiful example yeah. of a creative mind. Right. Yeah. yeah. Because you need some uninterrupted quiet time to let your brain actually create the thoughts that you're going to yeah. put down a paper or out to the world. That's where a lot of people get lost. They get lost in the minutia of trying to busy work their way to a yeah. solution. And that rather than actually be quiet for a while or go for a walk or go for a run, they fill up all that time and then get nowhere. Mm -hmm. It's like the, the writer who gets everything set up 
gets their, I mean, if you go back old school, they sit down, they get their typewriter all set up. They got a stack of blank paper. They put the first sheet in and they, they screw it into place. And then they just sit there and they stare at this typewriter and this blank sheet of paper. Like, okay. And right. It's like, you can't magic. You can't do that. You Mm -hmm. gotta, you gotta, you know, go Mm -hmm. think about things, experience things, you know, and that's, that's one of those uh, important things that I think we have to remember, take some no- nothing time. Yes. Yeah. Nothing. Get in your nothing box yep. for a little while. Um, so, uh, Nate, I'm going to start with you on this one. Okay. If you were a bite, uh, if you were about to get into a fight, yes. What would your soundtrack music be? Mm-hmm. Oh, easy. I the Tiger, Rocky Four. Right. Excuse me, Rocky Three. Rocky. That is Rocky Three. Very yep. nice. Classic. Yeah. Done. He's still my answer. Done. 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 Are you Rocky too? Dun, oh yeah. Dun, yeah. Dun. Total. I totally go rock. I mean, there's nothing better. No. So, Rob, you're, you're first on this. The zombie apocalypse is coming. Who are the three cigar industry people that you want on your team to defend against the zombie horde? Oh, my gosh. Well, as a past funeral director, I've already stopped part of the zombie apocalypse. <laughs> I would literally tie their shoelaces together yes, so that they couldn't you. run after us thank as you. fast. So you're welcome. Thank you. And then, That's amazing. Uh, as far as industry people, <laughs> I would probably definitely want Pete Johnson because he seems a little, you know, like I'm ready to throw down. Um, Eric Espinoza. Bingo. And then just for the creativeness, Christian Aurora. Oh. And he knows how to fly a plane. So just in case oh, I didn't we know need that. to get out of Dodge, Christian's go. my pilot. There you go. And, and, you know, I think Espinosa and Tato, uh, Pete Johnson would be just, let's go. Yep. Yep. Nice. No bullshit kind yep. of guys. Yeah. They're the Woody Harrelson of Zombieland. Oh. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. You got a pretty mouth. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> time to nut up or shut up all right so nate <laughs> mm-hmm. same same question unless you want a new question let's do a new question new question I, I would pick two of the same people that right. i picked so you're you're out at an event where you are forced to sing karaoke okay what is the number one pick for the song that you're gonna sing for everybody for karaoke yeah mm-hmm. easy jack and diane Ooh. oh i love it little diddy yep mm. oh every time Love that song. So I can nail that song. Let's do it. That song. Should we? Fire that was right when now? he was John <laughs> Cougar Mellencamp. John Cougar Mellencamp. Was that? Wait, was that John Cougar? May have even been just that John might, Cougar. I remember. I this, this is so stupid. I remember sitting. This is dumbest memory. It's, it's one of the ways that weird people's heads work. I I have such a clear, specific memory of sitting back in my orthodontist chair, hearing hearing jack and diane on the radio yes high as balls high as balls is this probably 1983 yes and hearing jack and diane yeah it was that's a great yes that's a great pick all right let's move into this week's notable smokables and as always notable smokables brought to us by our friends at ace prime notable cigars notable passion notable purpose uh, so, guys, each week we name a cigar that we've smoked recently that was notable to us. It could be a cigar that's been on the market for decades that we maybe smoked for the first time in a long time or something brand new that we just tried for the first time ever. 
Uh, so Nate, did you have anything recently that kind of fits that category? Yeah, and it might be the same as a bunch of you. Okay. Ace Primes, Luciano, Robusto. I believe three new sizes came out. I think three, yeah. In the Luciano line. So originally it was the uh, Luciano, the dream or the dreamer. Yeah. The Lancero. That Robusto is absolutely out of sight. Yep. Best cigar I've had in the last month for sure. Very good cigar, especially that size. I mean, the, the torpedo is great. And the, uh, I think there's a Churchill as well. Yeah. But yeah, that Robusto it's is delicious. Lights out. Uh, Rob, what about you? Yeah, I went through this. Uh, well, you know, like maybe some of us here, Garrett, especially you, you get all these cigars at PCA and at events, and they're all new. You haven't smoked them before, and you're, God, I want to try these. So you start trying them. Some are good, and some you wish you didn't smoke. And I was on one of those. And I'm like, God, I just want a good cigar. So I dove into my, you know, crawl space where I keep <laughs> all my cigars in these big Tupperware containers. And I pulled out a dapper Kubo Claro. Mm. And I was like, take me back. Yeah. Yep. Because the first time Ian sent me a box of those, I lit it up and I was in my car. Because I do that often when I get a new cigar. I'm like, well, I'm not going to pay that much attention to it. I mean, I'm going to smoke it and enjoy it but I'm just going to smoke it. And I literally had to pull over and text Ian and go, holy crap. This is a great cigar. It's like creamy. It has graham cracker, a little bit of honey sweetness. And so I lit it up on my way to softball and I was like, yes. And it was the best softball game only because I smoked that cigar before. Awesome. Love it. It's awesome. Love it. Such a good cigar. Very and uh, shout out to Luciano. Who, yeah, he's uh, in the comments. So, yep. and uh, cheers, brother. Coming out next week. Yeah. Now, Nate, what did I just Very smoke from Luciano that I was like, dude, this is good? Was it that? Was it the Robusto? No, I was in the office and it was uh, starts with a P, right? Pichardo. Oh, Pichardo. Pichardo. Do you natural. remember which the one? Natural. Oh, the, oh. Holy smokes. I had just. That'd be a close second. That I got from PCA and that was one of the ones that I like grabbed and I was like, this is amazing. Yeah. Yeah. And I walked into the office with Nate and I was like, dude, have you smoked this? He's like, <laughs> yeah, it's awesome. And I was like, is this by Luciano? He's like, yeah. Whoa. And man, he is good. genuinely one of the most interesting people that I have met in the last five years. Hands down. Yep. Like Hands so down. intentional. Yep in thinking about what he's about to say and so creative uh such unique experiences just one of the coolest people i've met in a long time yeah, yeah. i love him uh garrett what was your notable this week <clears throat> in my travels um i had a shop owner who uh first time meeting him in this little town of uh uh newark ohio um it's called the humidor and uh the shop owner opened up a uh, special little box for me and was able to get a, a pretty old uh, Fuente Opus X. Um, mm -hmm. <laughs> Don't remember which Opus X? No. Nope. Which side? Doesn't matter. It, it doesn't. doesn't. It doesn't. It doesn't, it doesn't really. matter. Um, it was, a, oh, Lost City. It was an old Lost City. Oh, yeah. And uh, it was stupid. Oh, yeah. It's just stupid. They're all stupid. Yeah love those um mine was actually the well oh 
I'm telling you, he's guy. the coolest man. Love this guy. Can't wait to see him. He'll be um, here, yeah, next week. So my notable this week was um, we had tried uh, within the last year, uh, gotten to know Greg Free from Fuerte y Libre Cigars. Um, he's got the Sun Country blend, which is his Connecticut Shade offering, and he just released a Corona Gorda size, which, as everyone knows, that's my wheelhouse. And uh, just tried it for the first time uh, at Sodi's this past week. And I think the blend, sh because I'm biased to that size, I freely admit, but I think the blend shines. I do too. In that, uh, in that Corona Gorda. So very nice. And I, I have to also give a shout out to Rob for this, uh, this Lancero, this uh, El Triumphador from Tatuaje. Oh, good stuff. This, 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 this Lancero was, I think this was the first Lancero I ever had. Oh, many, nice. many years ago. And and still to this day is one of my favorite Lanceros out there. One of the it's best. Just out there. lights out. Love it. It's so delicious. So yep. thank you, brother, for this. You're welcome. Um, so to give our viewers and listeners an idea of some of the cool stuff we have coming up next week on the 16th, we have Kevin Schweitzer from Rockefeller Cigars, and then on the 23rd we have Tom Lazuka from CLE and Asylum Cigars. Mm -hmm. um, so. For, for Nate and for Rob, give our viewers and listeners uh, the best lowdown on where they can keep up with all the cool stuff going on with Bovida. Yeah, man. So for us, uh, on the marketing side, I'm doing a lot of videos right now with Box Press, and we just launched the Miami series where I flew down to Miami and I got about 10 videos done, and uh, we're launching those every two weeks. So this coming Friday, we launched the second of that 10-video series uh, so that's really cool. I'm Where can excited. they find that? Uh, on our blog page or just go to YouTube, type in Bovida, and it's right there. Awesome. Yep. On the other Fridays, Rob and I do Unbox Live uh, every Friday, every other Friday at noon. And then you can follow Rob and I uh, on social media at Bovida underscore Rob or Bovida underscore Nate. Mm -hmm. Yeah, man. And if you awesome. guys if you guys haven't checked out uh, the Box Press podcast yep. and Unbox Live, Make it a part of your cigar viewing rotation. It's it's very informative, and and just down to earth conversations with cigar people. Yeah. Yep. So it's a blast to watch. And Thank if you, you guys, Thanks, if you guys enjoy this show, you will absolutely enjoy theirs as well. So super high production level. Be, be sure to it's, check that out. It's solid. So uh, again, for all our viewers and listeners, guys, we are so grateful to you for spending some time with us on episode 158. As always, if you guys have questions for me or Garrett, please find us on HowAboutThatCigar.com. You can email us directly on there. Make sure to follow us on all social media at HBT Cigar. And of course, as always, burn cigars, not bridges. See you guys. Thanks, everybody. <laughs>